0: Welcome to the Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series, Ever Wonder Why? Today's sermon is entitled, When God Feels Far Away. We're going to be looking at Psalms 16, 8 through 9, in verse 11. Verse 8 says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for He, talking about God here, is right beside me. Verse 9, no wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. It goes on in verse 11, and says, you will show me the way of life Granting me the joys of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. I mean, today's gonna be an incredible message. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. I'm pumped up today to be concluding our series. Ever wonder why? Ever wonder why? You ever wonder why? You ever ask that question? Hey, why did this happen? Or hey, why did that happen? Or I don't understand this. This is dumb. You ever ask those difficult questions? For the last seven weeks, we've been talking about some difficult questions and difficult questions to ask. And today, we're going to be asking another difficult question. Today's sermon is entitled, When God Feels Far Away. When God Feels Far Away. Anybody ever feel like God's been far away before? He's just so far away. He's just way out there. I don't feel like I can get to him. I know sometimes I felt like that. There's been times where, where I felt like with Tasha that I was far, far away from her and she was just in the other room. And, and I was talking to her yesterday. We, we had another wedding we was, went to that I, that I married some folks and it was great. It was so awesome. I had a good time. I love doing weddings, y'all. Get to see all the lovey-doveys come together. But we were talking on the way back. I said, sometimes I feel like you're so far away. That you're distanced and you can be in the other uh, room. Yeah, I feel like sometimes you're just so far away and I just can't get to you. I even asked her, you know, we talked about this a little bit last night. I'm like, do you even love me? She's like, well, yes. I said, well, it don't seem like it sometimes because you're on, the, you're on your phone and you're scrolling and you're looking at TikTok and you're scrolling through She's like, well, I'm working. I said, well, I get that, but I feel like you're so far away. I just love you. And for me, sometimes I, I feel like that with God. I feel like when I talk to God and I pray to God and I come to church, I feel like he's just so far away. Like I can't never get to him. And we're going to talk about this today when God feels far away. Y'all, look at this. Psalm 16, 8, 9 and verse 11 here. We're looking at David. In verse 8 it says, I know the Lord is always with me. You guys underline that or take a note, write this down. I know the Lord is always with me. I know he's always with me. He says, I will not be shaken, for he, talking about God here, is right beside me. He's right beside me. Will not be shaken, because he's right beside me. Verse 9, no wonder my heart is glad, and I will rejoice. Verse 11, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joys of your presence and the pleasure of living with you forever. Man, that's nice to know that, that God's right there. He's with us. He's got our back, and he's right there. He's going to give me the joy of his presence and knowing that he's always there. And here, and we learned about this last week, we're going to get to live with him forever, be in his presence forever. I don't know about you guys, but, but I want to get there. My goal isn't here on earth. My goal is to get to heaven I, I mean, there's nice things in this world, and and I like to work, and I don't know about like to work, but I, I like the money I get from working, and I like spending money. We had, we talked about this before, and and I, I love it, but nothing compares to being in the presence of God. There's I, listen, listen. I bought some cool things before, and I love cameras, and I love filming things. And I love taking pictures, and I love audio equipment. And my dreams to have a studio, but and all that stuff brings me fulfillment and joy, but nothing satisfies me more than knowing that five people made a decision for Christ last week. That's exciting. All this stuff's cool, and I wish I knew how to play the, the, the guitar and and I could sing and I could play the drums and the, I pretend to play the keyboard and, and these things bring enjoyment, but nothing satisfies me more than knowing that we're making a difference in people's lives. You guys are making a difference in people's lives. You know why people like us here at Medic Church? Because we show them the love of God. It's what we're big on, and that's part of our vision. Is we want to we love on everybody, regardless of the background they come from. We received a message this week, and I want to share it with you guys. Not the message, but, but they sent us a message. Hey, we've seen your church on a group. And they said, hey, I got some questions for you. And I knew based on the questions that they had that they probably weren't going to come to church after, after I answered their question. And I hear, they said, that, hey, we hear that you're a loving church. You welcome everybody where everyone belongs. And yes, we do. We welcome everyone just because we are all come from different backgrounds. We all deal with different things in our lives. But one thing that we will always do, we will always preach the Bible and what the Bible teaches us. And the way the Bible is going to be, I won't deter from that. But I will love on you in here and you're different from us. And, and you don't live, you know, you feel like you're far away from God. That's okay. Come here because we're going to let God restore the brokenness in your life. Because, hey, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And we pray for these individuals and we hope they find connected somewhere so God can, God can help their life out. And, we, and, hey, if they were to come here and we know what we would do, we'd wrap our arms around and say, hey, we love you. Because it's exactly what God would do. Please come. If you watch us, please come. I hope you come. All right. I'm going to talk to you guys just a little bit about the presence of God and experiencing the presence of God. I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever experienced the presence of God, it's so amazing. When the heavens opened up and and God's fire and and his presence, you can feel it. Man, it feels great. Man, this is amazing. And oftentimes we feel that here when our worship team, they lead us into the presence of God. That's why worship is so important to us. Well, Well, why do you guys sing songs? Because it opens up and invites the presence of God here. And that's what we want to do each and every week. I'm going to let you guys know, man. If you've ever felt it, whether it's today, whether it was tomorrow, or maybe it was yesterday, or maybe it's right now, you're going to know. Maybe, 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 you, maybe, maybe you would kind of experienced some things in the past where you know you you knew, knew it was God, or maybe you had this tingling feeling like I feel like it's God. Or maybe you're like some people like me and when God really gets a hold of me and, and I, start, I start crying. Don't tell Tosh, I start crying. She's like, I know you cry. I said, don't, don't, don't. I'm like, it's God, it's all God. <laughs> I'm a crier, y'all, sometimes. Maybe you feel that peace in your life in the presence of God. And I know love knowing that God's presence is everywhere. But God's presence can be, or God's presence can give you a tingly feeling. It can give you that tingly feeling, man, I feel God. I feel something. You ever been in church, and, and maybe, maybe you experienced this today or, or sometime, but you, you experienced this, man, I've got this feeling inside. Maybe, maybe your hair rises up on your arms, and, man, I feel it. I can feel something. And that's what I like. When we go places and, and people pass by here, we can feel something. And it's always my prayers. I pray. I say, God, I want people to feel the very presence of you as they pass by. And that's why you all hear me pray those things. Maybe the presence of God can make you cry that awesome video, that worship video you've seen on YouTube, and it was so great. That's why my dad, he told me, he said, hey, you need to listen to some good praise and worship music when you're working out. And I'm like, I can't because I'll be on the treadmill. I'm like, Jesus, take the wrong song, but Jesus saved me. He loved me. And I'd trip and fall, and I'd go meet him. But y'all can laugh. God's presence is peaceful. It's like being in that bubble bath. All the bubbles around you, throw that bath bomb in there and it, everywhere it's peaceful. You've got the candles lit, the lights down low. You women know what I'm talking about. You don't have vacation because you don't have a jacuzzi tub and you got the jacuzzi and you got this bubble around you and it feels so great, so peaceful. But wait a minute. I've never felt these things before. I never felt this tingling feeling you're talking about. I never even cried at the worship or a worship video that I've seen. I never felt that peaceful feeling that you're talking about with the bubble bath and the jets and the tubs. Does God love me? Is it my fault that I'm not feeling these things? Maybe it's God's fault. Maybe God doesn't want me to feel these things. I mean, praise and worship was great this morning. They sung some incredible songs. I tried to hold it together. Because they so good, y'all do a good job, and Fernando messes me up sometimes. I didn't feel it. So, so does that, I didn't feel God, so I didn't feel him there, so is it real? Is he real? And these are the questions that the enemy wants to put in our minds. Maybe God is far away. Maybe he truly is so far out of my reach that I can't even feel his presence. So today we're going to talk just a little bit about some things. And we're going to answer some questions. And so maybe you've, and you took your Bible and you pulled your Bible out. And sometimes, like me, you're going to wipe the dust off of it because you've got too many. <laughs> but you take it and you read it. You slam it shut because I don't understand it. I don't understand the Bible. I don't understand what it's saying. I, don't, I can't even pronounce half the words. So I'm, gonna, I'm, just, I'm not going to mess with it. I want to encourage you today, find you a Bible that you can read and understand. If you don't understand these thou shalls and don'ts, and find you a Bible that understands. Need help? Need, if you can't afford a Bible, come talk to me, we'll get you one. Find you something you can understand. Let me tell you where you can start if you don't know how to understand the Bible very well. You want me to tell you a cool thing called VeggieTales? VeggieTales is amazing. I had a lady tell me one time, she said, hey, hey man, I don't understand the Bible. What can I do to help me understand it? I said, you got YouTube? She said, yeah. Vegetails, they're amazing. Start there. Why? Because they break it down so a kid can understand it. Sometimes we got to start at the beginning. It's okay to know that, hey, I had to start crawling before I could start walking. I had to start walking before I could start eating at the table. It's okay to start at the Bible at a basic level. Find you something you can understand and then work your way up. I see other people singing, they're crying. And they're doing good. And they're just worshiping you. they got their hands up. They're singing out loud. I can't really hear them because the speakers are up. But I know they're singing because they're weeping over there. And I don't feel nothing. I don't feel a thing. When I pray, I don't even feel God at all. Maybe you've experienced some of these things. And maybe you want to believe it, but you don't feel anything. You don't feel anything anybody can relate to that anybody relate to that anybody ever related to that me too listen me trina listen trina trina listen. look i have been there girl i've been there i i i, I it, this is me this is me back in the day before i had kids and this is me questioning god god you're so far away but guess what me too i've been there you've been there i felt like god wasn't there Oh, we're going to preach here in a minute. Y'all want to talk about somebody that didn't feel like God existed in 2020? This guy was like, where are you, God? When I had to look at two people and say, listen, I don't know what's going to happen, and they stuck it out. Not because of me. Well, they might be because of them. But they believed that God was going to do great things because they felt the presence of God because we kept believing that God was going to do something through covid God was going to do something through our online ministry. In our online campus, y'all were hopping. Y'all were amazing. I love you guys. But I didn't always feel God's presence. And you may not have always felt God's presence and know that you're not alone. They seem to some people in the Bible that we're going to talk about here in just a minute. But let's look at Psalms 88, 13, and 14. It says, but I cry to you for help. I want y'all to underline that or write that down in big bold letters. But I cry to you for help. But I cry to you for help. Lord, I cry to you for help, Lord. I cry to you in the morning. In the morning prayer came before you. Verse 14 it says, Why, Lord, line this? Is it up there? Do you reject me and hide your face from me? This is in the Bible. This is biblical stuff right here. But I cry to you for help, Lord. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. The first thing in the morning, he cries out, cries out to God, Hey, I need your help. Why do you reject me and hide your face from me? It's okay to ask God questions. It's okay to ask God questions. We learned this last week or the week before. It's okay to question God. See, David here in the Bible, he felt alone cried out for help see I don't know if y'all notice or not but but David was on the run for his life he had an enemy coming after him and where's God God you sent the Goliath before me I fought the Goliath off. you made me king now you got enemies coming after me have you forgotten about me I'm hiding up in a cave scared for my life where are you God I had a heart after God. I have a heart after God was what David, David has, you know, we we talk about David having a a heart for God and having this passion for God. And and here he is running for his life, feeling rejected. Paul here in the Bible, he was blind. Then he got healed. Then Some bad things happened. He wandered around for three years. He even went to jail, hit obstacles after obstacles, Imagine doing God's work and you end up in prison. Imagine us right now in corporate worship, being in here serving God, lifting our hands up, crying and feeling at peace. And they come in here and take us out of here in handcuffs and throw us in jail cells. Now, I'm not talking about 2022 jail cells where they give you three hot meals a day, cool cable TV, workout equipment, and thugs. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like dirty, rats running around, mice running around, they're eating at you. It's just nasty. It's not the best conditions. I mean, just think about this. Didn't have public water. I mean, it probably stank. But this is what Paul dealt with. He felt forbidden. He felt, felt, you know, that God was there, rejected him. But let's look even further at another man named Jesus. Jesus, the one who walked with God but was sent to the cross. We learned about this last week. For God so loved the world that he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross. But, 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 but why did you reject me? And it goes on and it tells us, and we learned this again last week, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you rejected me? Why are you hiding your face from me? Why, why, why did I do something wrong? Why do you feel so far away from me, God? Why do you feel so far away from me? Pretty tough, ain't it? Diving into this a little bit further. Number one, if you're taking notes, maybe you're over sensitizing God, oversensitizing God's presence. I said a big word. <laughs> Jesus said, "Some people always look for a sign." Some people always look for a sign. John 6 and 30 says, so they asked Jesus, what sign then will you give give that we may see it and believe you and what you or what will you do? They prayed for a sign. I love that movie, Bruce Almighty, and he's praying. He's going down there. God, I need a sign. And then that big truck pulls out in front of him. He's got all these signs, the caution signs, they're blinking. And, and it's really funny. And, and then he's like, oh, what is this? And, and, you know, he's prayed for a sign. God gives him the sign. He's like, what is this? And he drives around and he ends up wrecking. If I just spoiled the movie for you, I'm sorry. He had long enough to see it. But they prayed for a sign. They were praying for signs. Maybe you prayed for signs. God, maybe I need to just cut ties with them. Maybe I just need to end this. Maybe I just need to get away. God, maybe, maybe, God, give me a sign that I need to leave this job. God, give me a sign that I need to go to this certain college. I even had a guy one time, let me tell you what he told me. He said, Man, I prayed to God. I said, He he pray, he filled out all his college applications. Like five or six college applications. He set them on the edge of his desk. He said, okay, God, whatever college you want me to go to, he said, let the let them folder fall, fall on the floor, the one I need to go to. The one I wake up in the morning that's in the floor, that's the college I'll go to. He said he woke up the next morning, all the applications were still on the desk right where they left him. Y'all ever pray some of these prayers? God, I need a job change, but I need to sign first. I need a sign to know that I need to go. Maybe you even prayed these things and you don't feel anything. Well, I don't know if I need to leave. I don't know if I need to really take this leap of faith. I don't know if I should, I don't know what college to go to. Maybe I shouldn't go to college at all because I didn't see any of those papers in the floor. See, we got to communicate. we got to pray. we got to seek after God. we got to make my every desire is Christ. Admit it. My every desire is Christ. Maybe you're like me and you have prayed these prayers and not got the answer that you were looking for. Maybe you went on these cool retreats, these youth conferences that I used to go to all the time and and I was waiting on this spiritual retreat and I was hoping to get close to heaven and when I got there I hated the whole experience, the whole entire time I was there. I didn't have a good time. I felt like I was disconnected from God. And then, then I try to be obedient and, and I try to do these things and, and I try to pray and seek after God and feel like I was just wasting my time. Maybe I, I felt something. I kind of felt something. Hey, maybe. Maybe, what is that feeling? Oh, what is that? Oh, I felt something, but it wasn't the Holy Spirit. I felt something, but it wasn't the Holy Spirit. And I've questioned oftentimes what's wrong with me. Maybe you've said that. God, I've prayed these things. I've seeked after you. I read my Bible every day and I'm praying every day. I'm doing everything you've asked me, but I don't feel your presence. I thought I felt something. Feelings aren't the only evidence of the presence of God. You hear that? Feelings aren't the only evidence of the presence of God. There's only one factor into it, and that's cool. If you always felt God, you wouldn't need faith. Y'all hear that? If, you, if you always felt God, you wouldn't need faith. You wouldn't need him. Man, man listen, listen, y'all, listen. People tell me all the time, to say, hey, man, listen, you, they want me to pray, and I'm like, why can't y'all pray? Y'all? Y'all, gotta, y'all can pray just as well as I can. They're like, you got a direct line right to God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you're a pastor, so you got that like a direct connect. I said, the same connection I have is the same connection you have. <laughs> and so and so, me being a pastor I should know all about the presence of God I should know about it I should know how to, how to get there and I should see the evidence but well, let me just tell you I can count on several hands the times that I haven't felt God I ain't got enough hands, toes, or feet felt the times that I felt alone and being obedient see but if we always felt God we wouldn't need to have the faith If I would have felt God in the whole presence of 2020, we wouldn't have strived to keep doing what we were doing because we learned how to lean on him and trust on him when we didn't see him, when we didn't feel him. But guess what? He was still there. He was still working in behind the scenes. He was still allowing things to happen that we didn't have no sense of making. Most people like 2020 was a curse for most of us. It was a disaster, but for us, it seemed like a bad thing, but it was a great thing for us because we reached people all across this world. With God's help. All right, you keep going, you keep going. All right, number two, if taking notes, maybe your heart's been hardened. Maybe your heart's been hardened. Anybody ever had something bad happen to you? You start blaming God. Dude, me too. God, you let this happen to me. You let these people do me bad. You let these people do me dirty. And they were church people. Trina, they were church people. They did me wrong. Trina swapped sides, by the way. She said, but Trina, listen, they did me wrong. And, and and I didn't want to have nothing else to do with God. I was hurt beyond imagine." By church people, by a pastor of a church, and and I, because I let the human side of me take place, and you know what I did for almost two years, I stayed out of the church. Because I'm going to be transparent with you guys, because my heart was hardened, and it was tough, and 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 they hurt me, and so and so I balled up, and I was like, you know what? If it's how church people are going to do people, I don't have nothing to do with it. but I allowed my heart to be hardened. And God didn't do something that I thought he should have because I was putting too much expectation on him. And so y'all check us out, check us out. So so y'all know when it gets cold up here, it gets cold. You know what I'm saying, it gets cold, cold. Anybody ever bundled up real good? Bundled up because it's cold outside? Why do we bundle up when it's cold? We wanna stay warm, right? We're gonna be cold. It's freezing outside, not today, but it's hot. But 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 I remember a couple of weeks ago, I had to put on my uh I put an undershirt on, I put a long john on, I put a shirt on over there, I put a coat on over there. I was cold, I put a toe on, I put gloves on that had heater things in there and put them in pocket where it had heat warm. I was cold. You know what I'm saying? I put boots on, I put coats on, I put scarves on. I even put, you know, all this other great things on, two pairs of socks, because I was cold. And I did that because I wanted to keep the cold out. See, I was covered in cold. I mean, I was covered in clothes, because I couldn't, so I couldn't feel the cold. Sometimes we try to cover our sins. so We try to cover for our sins, so we can't feel God. We try to do things in our life, we try to fill these gaps in our heart with worldly things and sinful things because we don't wanna feel God, because we harden our hearts. For a year and a half, I didn't do nothing crazy, but for a year and a half we run from God because my heart was hardened. And I tried to fill those gaps with things that wasn't church. I started making excuses why we couldn't be there. I started working because I was like, hey, I'll just do this instead. But God had other plans. See, sin has gotten to be comfortable in this world. We're okay with certain things. We're okay with this sin over here. Okay, you lie. It's all right, man. It's okay if you tell a little I lie, lie. It's not going to hurt nobody. <laughs> Wrong. Wages of sin is death. Because it's the Bible, thou shalt not lie. So 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 but we say, hey, that's okay. Hey, it's okay if 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 you want to go out and you want to do all these worldly things, garbage in, garbage eventually comes out. And and, and, so so we start having these things and we feel like, hey, we're okay if we're jealous of other people. Because they got the perfect hair. They have hair. They got kids. They got the perfect kids. We met a baby yesterday that didn't even cry. It was great. I'm like, she don't cry. They're like, no. I'm like, I need a baby like that, or needed a baby. I don't need another one, but <laughs> no more. Uh, but but I'm like, my mom like, yeah, you know. No, 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 no. Anyway anyway, so but the baby was. I was like, man, I'm kind of jealous of that. Mine, she had some issues. My oldest man, she had some problems when she was growing. She cried all the time. I was like, oh, I want the baby that didn't cry. But maybe they have more shoes than Oprah. Maybe they have more shoes than the next person. Hey, this won't hurt you. If you wash a little bit of this, it's no big deal. They're not doing anything. You can't see anything, but you know good and well what they're doing. Come on, church, let's just be honest. See, entertainments, and we start entertaining with sin. And we start saying, hey, this is okay. Just a little bit okay. A little bit's not going to hurt you. A few weeks ago we talked about we had the bottle and we said hey if we put just a little bit of something in there if we put just a little bit of poison there will you still drink it most of you are like no I don't want to drink it because it could take a chance of killing Just Just like sin when we start entertaining we start playing around with just even a little bit of sin it could kill us it could destroy us I remember back and in, in when people, were like, I mean, they first get saved, they first make that decision for Christ, they stop doing all these worldly things. They stop drinking, they stop cussing, they stop having sex, they stop partying, they stop all of it. And they start going to Bible studies, they're reading the Bible every day, they're praying, they're going to church, they're fasting, they even got the radio hooked up to 94.1 on the Christian channel. They're wearing the T-shirts that says, Not Today Satan, man, they're living it up. But see, religion isn't about a performance, it isn't about what you look like. You can have all the t-shirts, you can have all the Christian music, you can have all the Bible studies, you can have multiple Bibles like I do, you can have it all. You can live like you're looking like you're a Christian but if you don't have the relationship with Christ it doesn't matter. You have to have a relationship with Christ and build on that relationship, relationship with him. Number three, if you're taking notes, Maybe God just wants to draw closer to you. God wants to be close to you. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, Acts 7, 17, 26 through 24. For one man, talking about God, made all the nations that they should inherit the whole earth and he marks out their appointed times in history and the burdens of their land, or boundaries of their lands. Verse 27, God did this so that they would seek him. Underline that or, or write that down, seek him. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. And then he is not far from any one of us. That's good to know that I can just reach out my hand to God and he's there. Well, I don't see him physically, I don't see him there. You don't see air in the walking around anywhere, do you? But you're still breathing. You trust that you're going to take that next breath. You don't see air, but you're trusting that it's going to be there. Same way with God. You don't see him, but trust that he's there. All right, I got to hurry, I got to hurry, I got to hurry, hurry, hurry. Have you ever noticed in the Bible when there's challenging moments, there's hard times, there's suffering, they're preparing something better? They're producing something best why do bad things happen to good people i don't know but god's preparing you for your biggest blessing yet and i'll constantly tell you guys because it's what the bible tells us but but when we see these hard times and we see these sufferings the best is coming out of these people lives are being changed but but have you ever also noticed that when there's comfort there's ease there's prophecies these are producing some troubling times listen when it was prophesied over our lives from my great grandmother and my grandma that, our, that her sons and their sons would preach the gospel of Jesus guess what the enemy tried everything they could to stop it everything that they could to stop it my grandma had several children only one of them lived several boys and girls and, and, and my dad had a brother that was born and he didn't get to live very long and then, and then finally, these are terrible things, these are troubling times, but the prophecy was to be filled that their sons and their sons would preach the gospel. And why am I sharing this? Because of their faithfulness that they had. They kept saying, hey, this isn't comfortable, this isn't easy, this is hard because when things are hard and troubling, the best is gonna come out. Now listen. I always pick on my dad because it's funny. And he's in her kids' class today. My dad was mean growing up. He was hard. I remember my dad at a young age when he wasn't in church. But I also remember the transformation once he stepped in and he gave God his whole self. Because God had a prophecy to be filled and so, and so, so troubling times can come, but prophecies and things are going to happen when things are easy and things are Our company know that things may happen, may, things may progress. When we decided and it was prophesied that we were going to start this new church and start this new work, things started happening that didn't seem so great. They were hard. I'm going to close with this, but the Bible tells us in Jeremiah twenty-nine thirteen through fourteen, "You will seek me, you will find me, find me. You seek me, you'll find me. When you seek me with all your heart." I will be found by you. When we were all kids, I'm sure we played hide and seek. And it felt good when we found that person and we got them, we found them. And and what's great about God is we don't have to seek too far. All we have to do is cry out the name of Jesus. Cry out the name of God and he's right there with us. Seek me and you will find me. See, what I love about God is he's a jealous God. He's jealous of me. He's jealous of you. And that's good to know because guess what? He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for each and every one of us. You know what I like about verse 17? God didn't come into the earth to condemn it, but to save it. That's good to know that when we mess up and we screw up and life doesn't go like we think it should, that God's there to pick us up. He still loves us. And let's just face it, we've all probably done some crazy things in our life. Online campus, I'm sure you've done some crazy things in your life. But guess what? God still loves each and every one of us. Again, don't go out here and freely sin, but, but God, I even mean, if your mistakes, you walk out of here, you stub your toe, and you say a cuss word, ask God right now, moment, God, forgive me. I encourage you not to do that, but, but, but God will forgive you. Because you don't want to flirt around. You don't want to take a chance of him coming back. You Don't don't take the chance. Because the very moment that you sin may be the very moment you take your last breath. I wouldn't wish anybody or my worst enemy to hell. This series, we've asked some difficult questions. If you missed any part of it, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Because we've answered some of these things. But why does the loving God send people to hell? God don't send nobody. He gives us the free will and the free choice. But God's not too far for us to reach out to Him. Just like a child, when they run to Him with their arms wide open, reaching out for their father, for their mother, that's all we have to do, reach out our arms to our loving Father. And He'll be right there to pick us up. you guys can and will, if you'll stand with me this morning. Let's pray. Father, God, we want to thank you so much for this day. God, we want to thank you again for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us. God, not to condemn the world, but God, to save us. God, we may be feel like that we're alone and that your presence isn't with us. But God, reassure us today that you're always there. You're always with arm's reach. God, you tell us we seek you, we'll find you. Today, if somebody's seeking out for you today, God, God, just reveal yourself to them. And God, show your presence to us. If y'all know who Jesus is, you'll make him a decision for Christ today. All you have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins and reassure me that you're always with me. And when I stumble and I fall, be there to pick me up. In your name i pray amen thank you again for tuning into the medic church podcast if you need prayer today you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray our team is standing by ready to believe that god's going to meet each and every need that is submitted we can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message we'll see you soon